It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 468 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening. This week I have a special guest, and that's Tony Cottrell from Advent Comics. If you go to their website, adventcomics.com, you'll see that they describe themselves as putting the soul back into comics. I came across one of their offerings on Kickstarter, and I discovered that they have an Indiegogo that is about to start or has already started when this posts. It's called The Regulators, number one to two, and it's described this way. Earth's occult guardian, Mystic, has been kidnapped by the evil sorcerers Merlin and the Cauldron and taken to the realm of magic. But he has gathered the world's greatest heroes to rescue him before Earth is destroyed. Can the heroes pull off the ultimate rescue mission without killing each other? We talk about how the book came together, as well as the other offerings that Advent Comics has, which you can find on several locations, by the way. We talk about who the regulators are, as well as the bad guys, and we have a fun conversation about their books as well as the industry, so I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's great to welcome to the podcast Tony Cottrell from Advent Comics, the creator, or one of the creators anyway, of The Regulators, which is a great book that's out, and it's out on Indiegogo right at the moment. How's it going, Tony? It's going great. First of all, let me say thank you, Wayne, for allowing me to use your platform to reach some new fans, and uh, I'm honored that you took an interest in our book. Well, I think I met you at Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have been a long time... Uh, Resident of Baltimore Comic Con, I try to do at least three big shows a year, and I do a lot of smaller venues. Um, I do a lot of stuff for the kids. They're like neighborhood cons, libraries give some cons. I try to attend those. Um, But I always try to do Baltimore, Awesome Con, and one more big one during the year. I have to make it work around my my, uh, alternate work schedule. Well. You live in that area, don't you, in Baltimore? Yes, I do. I, well, I live in the uh, Laurel area, which is like a like outside of Baltimore. It's in the suburbs outside of Baltimore, uh, not directly in the city. Um, yeah. I'm a firefighter in a neighboring county, uh, hmm. firefighter paramedic. So when I say I have to make my schedule around that, um, I have to everything basically until I retire, maybe for like three more years. Um, oh, wow. I have... Trying to get 25 or 27 years in before I retire. Um, So, but I have to work around the fire department schedule. So that's why my conventions are timed and spaced the way they are. Of course, of course. Well, wow, wow. firefighter, I have to respect that and say thank you for your service. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. The guys in the station, uh, they tease me. They they say you go from being a real superhero to writing about superheroes, and I'm like, nah, that's not the case. <laughs> well, of course, that that leads me to ask though: How, Are you a longtime comics fan? Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, ever since I was about four years old, my older brother and my cousin used to read comics, and of course, being the peewee cousin and brother, they never let me read with them. So when they would go out and play ball or play baseball, I would. Uh, go and sneak and read the, their comics. So, um, and puberty hit my cousin and brother around the same time. So they gave their comic books away. I think I was about six and they gave me all the comic books and that was the love affair started at that point. Wow. Wow. That's great. Uh, do you mind me asking which ones, uh, you got hooked oh on? Um, I used to read back in the day. I was diehard Conan fan. Uh, my cousin was a big reader of the X-Men. So I had a lot of the Neil Adams X-Men. That's where I got, got into Neil Adams, uh, Spider-Man, of course. Um, uh, I was a big Spider-Man fan. Um, they didn't have really too much 
DC stuff. Um, when I bought my first comic on my own, I think I was about seven, and it was Justice League, Justice League 147. Wow. Crossover between the Legion, the JSA, and the Justice League. And I was I was fascinated with DC at that point. So that began my love affair with comics. Wow, because you know it's interesting how those kind of things happen. I, but it's, you, you you say something that I was I talked with a, a, a store owner recently, and he's always maintains that Marvel is the cool company uh, amongst uh, younger readers and stuff like that. DC is like I tend to be an older reader, you know, and I always like iconic characters. I was about to say DC has the more iconic characters. Marvel, just the way in in the era I was coming up in the 70s, early 70s, and started reading comics, they were more, um, well, it's hard to say about comics, but they were more down-to-earth or more real. Yeah. So their yeah. their storylines were such that you could see yourself in in their shoes, like Spidey, he he had problems in school. He was bullied. I mean, I mean, just little things. You'd be like, man, I can really relate to that. Whereas Superman going flying to another planet, moving planets. I mean, you you like reading stuff like that, but you couldn't really relate. So Marvel, I was always able to relate with Marvel a little bit better, and it's probably why my my favorite comic book of all time, The Avengers. Oh, I fell in love with The Avengers back in the day. The, Eng- the well before that, uh, when my cousin gave me those comics, I used to read the Roy Thomas uh, stuff. And when, oh. when Ingerhart took over, I was like, "This is it for me. This is my this is my my genre right here. This is my team." Wow! Wow! For years. It's funny you say that because I was just recently looking at Sal Buscema's uh, artwork from that time when the, I, I'm a big fan of the Black Knight. I when it comes to Marvel, I tend to to favor the third or second tier characters. So Black Knight is and he's about to get his own book again. And sure. I he was on there and, and he was made an Avenger. He was made an Avenger by that time. And that yeah. uh, right around I think about uh well in the I think it was the fifty issues in the fifties or so. Yeah. And they brought uh when Barry Wonder Smith did that classic issue one hundred and it was just love, and he brought all the characters back. You had Hawkeye back, and you had uh, you had uh, Hercules, you had uh, Black Knight, and it was it was so cool that to see those classic characters. And for me, those are the Avengers to me. Now, not no slight on some of the newer characters. It seemed like everyone has made an Avenger at these points, yeah. uh, this time. Yeah, but those characters that I grew up with reading on a team, uh, my classic seven Avengers. Uh, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Wanda, Vision, probably say Beast and maybe Wonder Man. I was a big Wonder Man fan for some reason, even though he didn't reappear until like one fifty in the one fifties. But uh, I was a big Wonder Man fan back then. Well, he and the Beast got to be buddies and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, and that was so cool. That that was probably one of the best buddy duos of all time, in my opinion, along with. Uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and some other characters, but the Wonder Man Beast combo was it for me. Mm. Great stuff, great stuff. Now, I can imagine this is influencing the comics you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like the the classic vibes, the classic feels, um, but we also have, you know, comics that would appeal to uh, younger demographics, newer demographics. But for me, my wheelhouse is the old silver and bronze age stuff that I grew mm-hmm. up on. Mm-hmm. Now, Advent Comics, because I remember your booth. Um, Advent Comics is, is what kind of books do you tend to create and produce? Well, we do it all. Um, it, well, let me, let me preface it by saying we, I stop at full blown um adult comics per se. Now I am writing a title. We do have a title now called Southside. It's a lot of gritty action violence, a little bit of sex, a little bit of guns. And it totally caught some of the fans. They were like, wow, we didn't expect that from you. But I mean, we do pretty much everything. We have comics that have uh, religious. We have a, a section called the Spirit Line. We have comics that have religious overtones, uh, demonic 
overtones. We do uh, horror titles. We do superheroes. We do sci-fi. We have a space opera book uh, called uh, Dark Matter Rise of the Lexicons. I mean, you name it, we do it. Because hmm. when I look at the, the the logo, has like a, a halo around it, and the name Advent makes me think of religious yes. stuff. Yes, the I wanted to do something that at the time when I started Advent, um, I, well, actually our first book came out in '99. When I started Advent, I wanted to do something that was different from what everybody else was doing, and I wanted to capture fans immediately and be like. Wow, never seen anybody do that in a comic book before. So I created our entire universe and it's centered around it has spiritual aspects in it. It has a real devil, a real God, and all of the corresponding universe is around that. So everyone was like, is this just a religious group or what do you guys do? What kind of comics do you do? And I had to tell them, no, we do all kinds of comics. It's just that some of the comics in the line do offer religious themes, demonic themes, and, you know, people, once they realize, oh, okay, it's not something you guys are preaching to us about, they were like, oh, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, it's funny when I look over comics and stuff, I often discover demonic stuff in comics, but to find the other side, the, the more heavenly aspect I, I struggle sometimes to find things like that. And that was one of the things that I remember your booth looking at the, the comics and going, hmm, I'm interested in that. Now, I have interviewed. There's a, a gentleman who I interviewed for this podcast who does Catholic books. Oh, awesome. And he's doing, like, he's telling a lot of, like, stories about certain Catholic, uh, I don't know if it's saints or or who exactly, but he's doing, telling stories like involving Catholic faith and stuff like that. And they're actually quite good. I think they're they're something interesting. I don't happen to be Catholic, but I find them interesting. And I, that's what I'm drawn to when I discover people who do books of faith, I'm interested to find out more about this. So I was always, I was interested in in that. Is that what you you started doing that? Is that why you called it Advent Comics? That was one of the reasons. Uh, the other reason is the literal definition of Advent means the coming. Right. And I just wanted to let people know that, hey, this is something brand new that's coming out the door. What I didn't know at the time, back then, fun fact, is that there was an Advent Comics that came out maybe about three years, maybe about three years I don't know if it was more, three or more, but it came out about, I know, at least three years before I did Advent Comics. And I think they, I don't even know if they released a book or not, but I do know there was at one point an Advent Comics. I didn't find that out until I was like two years in. And then I was like, oh, I should have, uh, you know, did a little bit more due diligence and try to figure out. But I talked to the guy and he was like, no worries. He was like, no, you know, the name is yours. I mean, I had already secured the name, but I just wanted to reach out to the guy and make sure that. You know, I didn't step on any toes. He said, no, we don't even produce comics anymore. We're good. You know, oh, you can wow. name. Oh, wow. But, oh, the- but to answer your question, yes, we do have spiritual aspects. Um, one of the books in the spirit line is called Savior. It has uh, it does have uh, some Catholic, some Christian tenets in it. Um, we have another book called The War Guard, where uh, heaven's archangels come to earth and they protect the earth from the fallen, which are the demons of, of our particular universe. So it, like I said, we, we, we have a mixture of everything. We, we try to put everything in our comics. The only thing I, I will not do because we have a lot of children who read our, well, not so much children, but a lot of young adult readers. So I don't do too much hardcore stuff. Probably the, the two books that have the most hardcore stuff would be Southside, which is a book, it's getting a lot of praise. A lot of comic shops are eating it up. So um, the second issue actually is coming out late, later this year, maybe maybe about March. It's we're trying to re, trying to finish it so we get it by March. Um, but that's more like a a gentleman comes back to his hometown to find out who murdered his friend. Like I said, it's real gritty and action packed. And then there's a book that's a super villainy kind of thing with a group of assassins, the world's best assassins in. They're called the Hit Squad, but the secret behind the Hit Squad is they're not what they appear to be. They're actually the seven deadly sins of man. So they're demons in super villain type form, 
and they're creating all kinds of havoc all over the planet. And it's kind of cool. And in the, the beginning, there's a, a regular hitman doesn't believe in any any of this stuff. He stumbles across this secret. So they're like, uh, you can't live. So we, we need to take you out. So it's a battle of hitmen. And it's pretty cool. And people really love that book. So hmm. that one's coming back out to uh, Hit Squad 1. We haven't finished yet. The artist is, he's fluctuating. He's doing alternate projects. Uh, well, he's doing Marvel stuff, and then he's doing some stuff for us at the same time. So I'm trying to get that finished and have it out this year. But mm. Issue Zero is out. Okay. Interesting. I, you were telling me you've been doing this for, what, 12 years now? Yeah. We're going into our 12th year. August 1st makes 12 years. Wow. Wow. You realize you outlasted many companies. <laughs> I did a 10th anniversary uh, book called Facets. I did a I wanted to do something special for our fans, and we did a, a Kickstarter. I uh, did a the basic book was a hundred pages, and the uh, ultra version was I think I believe one hundred forty pages. And in the preface of that, one of the founders of a company, uh, Milestone Media, and Michael Davis, he did the preface for the book, and you know. He has a very uh, <laughs> straightforward and brash way of getting his point across. And he, he made reference. He was like, a lot of people talk about Milestone mm-hmm. being, being a big player. And he was like, we weren't along, we weren't you know far along as Advent was. He was like, and Advent's still doing it. So that was that was pretty cool to see him write stuff like that about us. But he was like, yeah. He's like, these guys are kicking butt and taking names. And cool. it was pretty cool for him to do that for us. Yeah. Now, what got my attention recently, because I, I I was reminded of you guys, I had supported one of your Kickstarters for Cosmos. Ah, yes. Cosmos uh, is a maxi series where we take all of our cosmic characters and we put them in a single story. And um, it's, it's basically about the origins of our universe, the the superhero it's well it's a lot of it's maybe like four plot points that have been developing over our entire time of writing books from different books along the line told in one story um it starts when a character called outcast enters into the advent universe he just pops up out of nowhere and that was the very first page of the very first book that we did because this was a story i always wanted to tell um back in who was it was it 97? Marvel had an imprint line called Epic, I believe, where yes. they were looking for writers and things of that nature. And I applied, I wrote a story using one of their old characters, Adam Warlock, because I always oh. loved, 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 loved the cosmic stuff. So I wrote this particular story using their characters, and it made it to like two levels of editorial, and they were like, pretty good, pretty good. What are you, you know, you, you going to do? do this story if you told it and we, we let you tell it and I told them how I wanted the story to proceed and they were like okay unfortunately they killed Warlock and they were like oh. it was a pretty good story but no we, we're not going to use it so oh, when I started my own comic I was like hey that story made it to two levels of Marvel's editorial so they must have thought it was pretty good let me reformat that use my own characters and take it from there but I made it I put a little twist on it and I made it a big indie crossover. So as of now, we have 85 indie companies, big and small, who are participating in the wow. crossover. Um, wow. Issue four, we just had uh, uh, Mike Byrne, Steve Rude, and Dark Horse's Nexus appeared. He oh. comes into the story. So wow. we have, like I said, we have companies big and small. I'm not going to ruin the surprise, but uh, issue five just came out just came out and it, it was actually woefully and this is why I have to apologize to all my readers publicly um, due to my duties as a firefighter paramedic we worked a lot more because of this COVID stuff that's been going on all right, year right. Oh, so yeah. that kind of pushed my timelines back mm. I never really stopped I never did the pencil down thing but my time was greatly constricted so it took me about, I honestly, it took me about five months to get that book completed. And it just went out. So to wow. everyone who supported the Kickstarter, my apologies. And I've, you noticed because I've sent out updates, I apologize to you guys immensely. Um, but that's the reason it took so long because I tried to get it done around my duties, my other duties. And it took a while. 
Well, reality gets in the way of comics sometimes. Sometimes. But I, I hate to let the fans down. I mean, because these guys, we wouldn't be here. Evan or the characters, none of this would be possible without them. And I greatly appreciate them. So I just, I try to be as real with my my fans and friends as possible who support our works. And it's due to them that we're here. So I try to keep them abreast of everything I do. Okay. Very good. Now, now, people always get on me because I don't do this soon enough. If people want to find out more about your comics, how do they do that? Oh, awesome. They can go to uh, adventcomics.com. Um, our books are available there. Also, um, if they like our books in print, they can get it from Barnes & Noble. We're on Comixology and Comixology Unlimited. Um, you can also get our books on Kindle, uh, Indie Planet, drive Through Comics. Uh, it's a couple more I'm forgetting. And also your local comic shops. Wow, very cool. I didn't realize you guys were that extensive. It's uh, really well, great. Th- no, there's always room for improvement. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm always trying to strive and go further. So um, it's a... It's uh, always now, a fight. The, the book that I oh yeah, well that's the truth. The book that that I wanted to talk with you more about today was uh, a book that you you had, and I was talking with you a little bit before we started to record. You had a successful Kickstarter, and then you went to Indiegogo, which I found I, I see more and more people doing. You know, people some people rail at me and say, "Why did they after they have a successful Kickstarter they go to Indiegogo?" Don't they already have the money they need? And you were telling me that there's there is a specific reason that you were doing that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, and just just to let our fans know, um, all of the books that are created, generally ninety to one hundred percent, they're they're paid for in house. Um, if we go to Kickstarter or something, that might be to cover the print run, or maybe to introduce fans to new people, or to um, to cover like a, a minor incidental cost, but we pretty much pay for all that stuff. Um, and I, I've been doing Kickstarter for forever. Um, not only am I a Kickstarter user, I'm a super backer on Kickstarter. And I believe that the indie comics on Kickstarter are some of the best, if not the best comics you will find anywhere. Um, but with that said, uh, I was talking to some of the fans on Twitter and Instagram who both said the same thing. They kind of got on me. They were like, why are you never on Indiegogo? And I was like, well, you know, I tried it once or twice and didn't really have good luck with it. I think I made a total of like a hundred bucks, but that, that was just to, you know, to get my comics out to people. And I was like, maybe I'm not using it right. But the fans were like, no, we want to see your comics on Indiegogo. That's the platform we use. We like it. Um, Show us love, and I was like, "Ooh, they kind of got a point." I, I to that point, I hadn't really been showing the comics fans of any Google any love and attention. So I made myself a promise that I was going to do three Kickstarters in 2021. I mean, three Kickstarters in 2021, and three Indiegogo books in 2021. So the first one is going to release actually next week on the 13th, and it's the Regulators uh, issues one and two. So we're going to have. Uh, Indiegogo campaign for just both of those issues. And it's a pretty good book. Um, it's a superhero premise, but it's, it has a wild story behind it. So I think people might like it. It's not it's not the same cookie-cutter stuff that they see all the time. Oh, good. Well, let me read a little bit because I think you made the, the page available to me. It says it's an action-packed fantasy superhero thrill ride. Earth's occult guardian, Mystic, has been kidnapped by the evil sorcerers Merlin and the Cauldron and taken to the realm of magic. But he has gathered the world's greatest heroes to rescue him before Earth is destroyed. Can the heroes pull off the ultimate rescue mission without killing each other? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. This group, when I say the group of heroes that assembled, um, it's um, seven main characters per se. And if you follow and include Mystic and a couple other people, a couple of surprises. Um, two of the characters are immortals who are locked in combat with each other, and their goal is to make sure that the other dies at their hands. You have Titan, who's probably the world's strongest superhero, who is a novice superhero. Um, you have uh, a, another superhero called Tachyon. He was a member of another team who when we first came 
into the scene. I told you I did a big story about a God and a, a heaven and a, a hell. I included those uh, religious aspects into the story. So basically, the first two graphic novels we did were, were a book or a story called The Demon War. Whereas hell came to earth and took over and the superheroes banded together to fight the demons. Well, this character, Tachyon, his entire group was murdered. He was the only survivor. So he has PTSD and survivor's guilt. So that's touched on the story. Then we have one of the one of the angels uh, from that story who's part of the group. So they have conflict because he's like, you know, he's just totally whacked and he's like, this would have never happened had the angels and the demons never been here on earth so this is it's a lot of different stories uh we have uh um a couple of the characters in this book uh jezebel who's an alien and she's tied into one of the other space books that we have called dark light and crew which is like a 70s uh I, like i said i grew up on cop cosmic stuff jim starlin stuff and it's like a love letter to jim starlin that's the best way i can describe it hmm. um 70s book, and she's part of that book, and she becomes a member of the, the regulators. And uh, it's a lot of different aspects thrown in. It's a really cool story, really fun story. And when Greg LaRoque read the script, he was like, oh, I'm in. He was like, I'm in. Wow. wow. Boy, that's a name I know. I I, I have I, I have several friends who are big Greg LaRoque fans. I got to make sure they know that this book is, is out there. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Um, and as I spoke of earlier, Greg LaRoque um, he started the book with me. Uh, we did issue one and he did half of issue two. He's, he's, well, I, I know I'm not really telling his business, but he had a, a hand injury that keeps him from drawing full time. Um, so he couldn't give the book the attention that I needed, what I wanted. Um, so he, he backed off from being the primary penciler. We have a new primary penciler, but Greg is doing, he did a cover for issue three and I'm going to reach out to him when he hears this. Hopefully he'll do it because I want him to do issue four and five's cover as well. Mm. Now, cause see, when I look at the cover of issue one, it says one of three. So are you well, doing yes, like a it, second it story? Started, it started as a, 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 a three issue miniseries, mm-hmm. but the, Initial response from issue one, and then when Greg saw how I left it open for future issues, he was like, oh, I'm in. So I made it a, a, an ongoing book. Um, yeah, so it's an, actually an ongoing book. And issue two did really well on Kickstarter. And some of the comic companies, I mean, not comic companies, excuse me, comic shops have asked me to you know increase their orders a little bit. So it, it seems to be a title that people are starting to take notice of and they like it. So I decided to make it an ongoing book. See, I, I have to ask you a question. I mentioned to you, I was going to ask, why is it called the regulators? Well, in one part of the story, the, the characters are basically, um, Merlin throws out a line about how, the, the, the earthlings shouldn't fight for Mystic. They should let him do what he needs to do. Basically, you're, you're pawns of Mystic, and you know he hired you to, to come, come rescue him and be his regulators. It was, it was some a throwaway line, some similar to that. And so they're stuck with the group, and then they were like, well, if we're going to be regulators and you know defend the planet, then that's what we're going to be. So they actually, the name actually picks up at the end of issue three. That's where they actually stick with the name. But issues one through three take place in the realm of magic. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I I couldn't figure why it was called the Regulators because that doesn't sound like a superhero group to me. Although exactly. Uh, exactly. Avengers didn't sound like a, a superhero group to me either. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. So that's cool. Well, that's great because uh, I mean, are you, you you say it's ongoing? Do you know how many issues you want to you want to uh, do? Do you have a number so far, in mind? I, so far, I have written out issues four scripts up to issue seven, and I have up to twelve that are plotted. Um, but uh, between the other the books and the other books that I'm writing at the point, um, only one through four are actually fully done with the art. Um, we are color at this point. We're coloring issue four right now, um, 
and issue three, hopefully. I haven't decided where it's going to go into the rotation, but sometime this year, issue three will come out and Kickstarter as well. Um, I did, when I start, when when Kickstarter and Indigo Go Go first came out and a lot of creators were using them, I wanted to do a couple books that I wanted to make exclusives for our fans where if you support them on this platform, this other than in the comic book stores, it's probably be the only place you'll get those titles. And whenever I do like a crowdfunding book, I'll throw in maybe an exclusive tie-in book or I'll do something to make it really like it's a collector's item because that's how I grew up. I used to love getting those collector's items, those treasury books uh, from Toys R Us. Uh, I still have some of my old ones. I love them to death. So I would always want to make it fun or something that the people can say, okay, that really is a collector's item. So um, The Regulators is a book that is one of those Kickstarter books. So I told the fans I'm going to keep it there. I'm going to keep it there. And I offered like alternate covers and different things to make it fun that they only can find there and they won't see anywhere. Do you collect the, some stories into like a trade at some point or do you keep yes, individual um, issues? Cosmos has a trade that's out right now for the first four issues of the series. It has a bookend book that's in it. Um, and it's 130 pages, I believe, for that one. Wow. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do trades for all of the books. Um Dark Light is probably gonna be the next one. Once I release issue number four, Dark Light will have about 120 book uh, 120 pages of story. I'm going to collect that into a trade as well. Wow! And most of our most of our trades can be found at Barnes and Noble. Wow! I mean, I, are you writing all these books? That I am, and that's why it takes so long. That's why <laughs> because I because I, I have all the when I told you I have a completed universe in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's completed. My story bible is humongous. My character bible consists of like almost two thousand characters, and these are main wow. characters. These are characters who are like the the, the characters who run the stories. Wow! So, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. You got a very fertile imagination going on there. <laughs> uh, well, I try. I try. Right now, we have, I believe it's thirteen ongoing titles. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, yeah, so we we got a God lot heavens. going. On. Goodness, goodness! Wow, thirteen titles ongoing yeah. right now. Cosmos, the Regulators, Titan the Ultraman, uh, Black Starline, um, Blackfire, uh, uh, The Alliance of Evil, Fist of the Dragon, which is a martial arts book, Dark Matter, Res Lexicons, which is a sci-fi cosmic opera book, um, Chamber of Horror, it's a horror movie, kind of. Throwback, uh, Dark Light and Crew, Spotlight. It's it's Spotlight is like an anthology, and I only do it every year. I grew up loving Marvel's annuals and DC's dollar one size books, mm-hmm. uh, one dollar books. So I wanted to do something like that for our company. So every year at, at Christmas time, I release a book called Spotlight. Mm-hmm. So we're up to Spotlight Five. This one uh, just released this December, 68 pages. And this, this particular cover was done by uh, Paul Glycy, who did uh, oh. Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of his. his he our did first, that cover first, for first, Nexus. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our very first cover, Barcia did that cover. Uh, issue two, issue two, I believe. Oh, that was Ace uh, Continuado. He did that cover. Issue three was. Miguel, Angel Ruiz, issue four. I'm drawing a blank on who did the fourth cover. I can't remember who did the fourth cover. Oh, uh, excuse me, Billy Hodges. Billy Hodges did that. Okay. And uh, I want to get Andy Smith to do issue six's cover next year, but that's up in the air. Wow. You know, one of the things I really enjoy about your books is the diversity. Yes, I I think that you know because what I, I see this drives me up the wall screaming. I as m- much as I like Miles Morales, uh-huh. I, I don't I don't like the fact that they stuff him in a Spider Man costume. Right, that drives me up the wall because you know the thing of it is is he's a good character. He shouldn't right. be he, he shouldn't be somebody's 
look-alike or, or, or power-alike or something. Do something really good. See, I like what you're doing. I think that these are you, – you're making new characters. You're, you're using a lot of diverse characters and stuff. And I, 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 I wish I, that I certain people would pay attention. Two, I have two freedoms that Marvel doesn't have, Marvel and DC, the big two, or actually the big boys themselves don't have. I, I'm not tied to 70-plus years of history, continuity. <laughs> And two, I'm not beholden to uh, investors who want to keep things going the same way. Not to say that they are. Uh, um, I love Marvel and DC. I'm just saying that certain things they they cannot change because you know they have they have a a company that's you know it's tied to a certain structure and they have to keep that in, in perspective that they're a company and they have shareholders and things that they're beholden to. Whereas I can just tell really cool stories I've always wanted to tell and I can create my own characters and I can create aliens. I can create angels. I can create demons. I can create uh, monster hunters. I mean, you name it, I can create it. So that's what we've been trying to do. And it's really fun to build out a universe to world build. And Mm -hmm. I've just been having a ball. I've been having a ball. See, I, 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 admire that and i often tell people that i interview i said it's the easiest thing is to drop in the middle of new york city and do a story you know because new york city exists and the heroes are there in marvel and everything is all together and you know i'm sure it's the same thing with dc and gotham and metropolis and all those good things the tough thing to me and the most admirable thing is to world build like you're doing create characters create situations tell stories you know that 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 go places maybe that the the other companies don't do and i think i I just admire that so much because you know i i one of the things i love about indie comics is the fact that you get to tell the stories like you're talking about if you wanted to go and kill one of your main characters you could Yep. yep And have I, you? Have, I mean, I haven't read I them have, all. Have I you? have done so. I oh, have wow. done so. In, 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 in the very first book that I did, I, the graphic novel was called Pandemonium Evil Incarnate. Um, I was lucky enough to have um, uh, Bart Sears and Andy Smith do that cover. It's wow. a it's, it's Lucifer on the cover, basically. And it's a picture of the duality of Lu- Lucifer. He started as good. Now he's evil. But in this book, it was basically main characters that I was introducing for the very first time. And in one of the books, I had a group of heroes. I'm like, eh, I don't want these heroes to actually be the main characters that I release. So I had the villains of the book murder the heroes. Just Mm. just murder them. Just because I changed my mind at the end. And I changed the story up and had the, the characters just become murdered on live TV in that in our particular universe. And it, those characters, they're called the Alliance of Evil. So basically they're the the evilest, vilest, most ruthless villains of the Advent universe. They're basically a, a injustice society. But they, they go beyond. <laughs> when I tell you they go beyond, they go beyond. Their leader's brawl. He's like he's like in a very intelligent version of the Hulk. And he loves to kill. He's he's a sadist. And he ripped out the main villain who was going to actually at that point, I had already written a script for that particular superhero to have a one shot. And I was like, I don't know if I really want, want that character to, to go on. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if the villains kind of won at least one of these stories? And I just shifted focus and brawl murdered this guy on that live TV. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, what was the reaction to that? I mean, what did the people oh, the, about oh, the books? That, I, that particular book, um, I was hated for a long time. Um, not, only <laughs> because, not only because of that, because, like I said, I released that book and it had some religious overtones. Um, mm-hmm. But the the story of the book was, we all know how there's evil in everybody's universe. There's evil in DC, Marvel, whatever, and. There's never, there was never any light, so to speak. No one shed light on there being a heaven or a God or whatever, whatever you believe. Mm-hmm. So my first graphic novel, I started with the evil. And I basically said, okay, this, this is going to be what it looks like not to have any 
good characters or any religious characters in it, and I had the villains do some outlandish stuff in this particular graphic novel. And a lot of people who were into religion or into Christianity uh, or Catholics, they were really pissed at me. And I still, to this this day, I still get some people who are like, well, I can't believe you wrote that. And I'm like, it's a story. It's a story. I'm like, the characters aren't real. I mean, these are imaginary characters. (laughs) You have to tell them that. Yeah, I mean, they were really mad at me. They were like, "Okay, not only did you murder, um, basically murdered characters, you did things, you had people doing things they shouldn't do." Like I said, this particular book showed what the world looks like if there was no God or no heaven, no angels. And I said, in the very next graphic novel, I introduced God and heaven and angels and superheroes. And so, but a lot of people hated me for that book. Hated. Wow. Wow. I mean. I mean, what did that? How did that affect you? I mean, as far as um, it was, it was kind of surreal because I, I, there were like, I had a conversation with someone who was into the church, and he and I were friends for a long time, and he was like, "How could you do that?" And I'm like, <laughs> he was like, "You made a mockery." I was like, "No, I didn't make a mockery of anything. It was just a story." And I was like, "And there's more to tell to this story." I'm like, "It's just one half of the story. It's it's two parts. There's good and there's evil. There's heaven, there's hell, there's God, there's a devil." I was like, so basically, it's me showing you that these things are going to bond together to create one story. Mm-hmm. So, but wow, yeah, I, 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 a lot of people I, were pissed at me. Wow, I mean, are they still or, or what's well, going on I, with that? No, some of the some of the people who they they've seen my writing from from then on, and they were like, okay, well, you know, you and I think like you said earlier, when you saw the Advent logo, you saw mm-hmm. the angel, the halo. A lot of people thought, okay, this is going to be a Christian comic. And when they saw it wasn't per se a Christian or a comic solely on religion, yeah. I think that's where a lot of the the animosity or angst came from. But hmm. over the years, you know, people have gravitated to the work and they, they know that I will give them, you know, I'm not going to denigrate anyone's religion or, or anything because I'm a spiritual person myself. So I'm like, I, I wouldn't do that. But um, they've they've seen from the writings that okay, you know, we give this guy another chance. You know, it, they saw that it wasn't just a, a pandering; it was a real story I was trying to tell. See, that that when I read a book, the thing I want more than anything else is a good story. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm after, and and it's you know, I I I had some friends who like certain television shows and they literally would go with like a stopwatch. And if their favorite character, every time their favorite character came on, they would start the stopwatch. <laughs> and if, the, and if the, if the episode had less than a certain amount of time for their favorite character, it was a bad episode. Oh, wow. Are you serious? I'm serious. And I would, I, I said to them, I said, are you crazy? I said, what was the story? Like, well, I don't care about the story. All I care about is my character. If it's what? an ensemble piece, you gotta have all your characters shine. At some point, one character yeah. can dominate the whole the whole show. No. Well, so I was I, I I said to them, I said, you you gotta be kidding. I said, what did they do during that time? Was it a really good episode as far as what they did? Well, I don't care about that. All I care about is how long they're on the screen. Oh, well, wow. I mean, they could have a great story and have be on the screen less time. Wow. And so I, I, I get a kick out of that. And I, I, that's why I'm laughing at the stuff you're going on. I, I, people judge stories in odd ways, it seems to me. Yeah. You know, I, I would much rather read a really good story that just grabs me and makes me go, wow, you know, kind of stuff than to sit there and, and you know, see, the moment you shove stories into certain pigeonholes, it feels exactly. like to me. Exactly. You I know, feel the same way. Why would you read a story if you know where the ending is? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I don't get that. I, I see that's why I think your your stuff is, is great fun because I don't know what you're going to do. And I right. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it going. And I'm always trying with all these different titles to throw something of a twist somewhere along the line in the book. Yeah. So oh, I love that. I love that. I would ten times rather be surprised than to see. But I, honestly, I know people who they want to. The story's got to go a certain way, or else. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend of mine who stale. It's stale at that point. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I have a friend of mine. She reads a novel, 
and she reads the end first to make sure it's going to end up the way she wants it to. Oh, okay. And then she reads the rest of the novel. I'm like, why would you read the rest of the novel if you know the end already? Turns and twists if she does that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I, I see these things always get me drive me crazy. I, I, to me, I would rather read a good story. I mean, I often tell the story of this guy from the UK that I, uh, I interviewed, and he had done a book, and it was about it was called Slaughterman's Creed. And it was Side to Town was the name of the guy. And he, at, it was a four-issue miniseries. Two issues in, he killed the main character. Oh, no. And I sat there and I went, what's going to happen uh, in the last two next. issues? Right. So then I had to read the book. I was just like, wow, I got to know what's going to happen next. So I, I, and I interviewed him. I told him, ah, I never dreamed. What he did was he had the character's. No, gosh, I can't. I shouldn't spoil it. Okay, I it's got just, it. I, I, but it was, I, it was an interesting, interesting plot point or plot twist. It, it was. It was okay. a surprise. It okay, surprised good. me. So as such, I like that. And I see that. And I told him, I said, I never dreamed you were going to go this route. I mean, see, what? what uh, okay, I won't tell you too much more about that because it gives stuff away. But the thing of it is, is that I like a good story that that shocks me and surprises me and makes me go, "Wow, I did not see that coming." I'm going. I would try. ten times rather do that. See that, and your books are doing that. I think that's one of the great strengths of your writing, and and you're having way too much fun. I have to say. Yeah, I, and that's the thing because not only am I getting to play with all these characters. I'm a big comic book fan going back forever for almost 50 plus years. So I'm, I'm having a ball. I'm, I'm living the best life possible right now. And I, I thank the fans for just riding and supporting us, riding with us and supporting us for this ride. And just, it's been a ball. It's been a blast and I'm going to keep doing it as long as they have me. Oh, well, I hope it's for a long time I do because too. it's such, you know, somebody that enjoys what they're doing and somebody enjoys telling different kinds of stories. I, I, I have read sometimes I, I open a book and the first page or two, I can tell you what the last panel is going to be. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, why am I buying this book? I can't take it. You know, I, I could name books but i won't there are i just can't do that see your stuff when i've read your stuff i honestly don't know what you're going to do and i love that keep that up oh my goodness keep doing that i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to give you guys everything i can and more so i just hope you guys will Take a chance on Advent. Uh, like I said, we're a small guy, but we, we do some good things. We do some good things. Well, yeah. And, you know, the regulators sounds interesting to me. I, I don't know what you'll do. <laughs> so I got to know. I, I have to know what in the world you're going to do. Keep looking. Because <laughs> I just, while you were talking, while we were talking, I signed up on Indiegogo. I was able to uh, sign up to get. To put my email in to get awesome. in so I can get the books. So I got that. I, I, I haven't finished with Cosmos yet, but I'm fascinated by what I'm reading so far. So I think it's great. Why don't you tell people again how people can get access to your stuff? Okay. Um, you can get Advent Comics uh, through our website, adventcomics.com. Um, you can also find us uh, Barnes and Noble, Comicsology, Drive Through Comics, Indie Planet, Kindle, Amazon. Um, Comic shops, uh, um, you can find us pretty much everywhere comics are sold. And if your comic shop doesn't have it, ask for us. Please ask for us. <laughs> now, what about if people want to follow you on, on social media, like, oh, like social your media, stuff? I am on the Facebook as myself, Tony Cottrell. Um, but you can also find Advent Comics on Facebook. You can find us on Twi- Advent Comics on Twitter. Advent Comics also on uh, Instagram and it's always at Advent Comics, um, and also I friend people uh, on my personal page as well. You'll see a lot of fire department stuff there, but I throw comics in there quite a bit too. Okay, now Indiegogo, you said that's the regulators one and two is going to start on the thirteenth, right? That's going to start on uh, January thirteenth next week, and that can have some nice uh, rewards for you guys. Um, I always try to do uh, stuff that's pretty cool. If you support support our campaigns. I always going to give you something that um, you probably won't see elsewhere. Like uh, for instance, most of our crowdfunding campaigns, I give like box gift sets, uh, custom wow. design boxes and then loaded 
comics, shirts, prints, uh, trading cards. Oh, we oh we just released yesterday uh, the first set of Avid Universe trading cards. Uh, we did fifty. This first set, uh, series two, I believe, has thirty cards. In wow. series three, we are actually breaking ground on those now, and they're only going to be like ten cards, but they're going to be. Uh, I'm thinking about making them all metal or chrome type cards, just something different, mm-hmm. something special wow. for the fancy supporters. Well, I, I I hope for your sake the conventions start coming up before. I do too. I I miss conventions because I love talking to people. And that's that's what I do as, uh, you know, whether it's in my day job, whether it's it's comic book uh, uh, creator. I love talking to people. I miss the conventions. So hopefully we get this COVID thing under control and we can start our conventions back again because I want to be able to talk comics with fans and be back out and relate to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get back to Baltimore and I'll look for you there because I'm, oh, I'm sure you'll be yeah, there. We, we tend, like I said, I tend to do... Three big shows a year. Baltimore is always one of them. Um, I love what Mr. Nathan does with his show. And then, like I said, it's a stone's throw from home. So I always try to support and go out there and uh, make Evan a presence. Well, Tony, it's great fun talking with you. And it's even more fun reading your stuff. So I hope you keep it up and do it for a long time to come because I'm enjoying it. So keep it up. Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for allowing me to come on your show, talk to some new fans, and uh, hopefully you guys will check out some of our work, and um, hopefully you like it. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News. Interviews. Previews and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. And that's it for this week. Be back next time. We'll have another great interview with another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics.